Welcome back to another episode of Messy Closet, and I have some really special guests today. Help me welcome Sean and Reed from the Most Millennial Podcast, who were crazy enough to have me as their first guest. (laughs) Oh, Roseanne, you were a gracious first guest, and yeah, we're glad to be on your podcast. Now, this is a long time in the making, and so I'm glad we're doing it here. Yeah, I'm very, very happy to be here. I'm so glad you guys are here and you you uh, lost a musketeer along the way. Yeah, Drew's working on other projects. And my name's Reed, by the way. Uh, Sean is my compatriot here. Yeah, Drew's just working on other projects. And so no animosity or anything in the process. It's, it's a, a good, happy break that he's just so working true. on his own stuff. Yeah. Well, wish I wish you luck, too, because you were awesome on the podcast. I am sorry that Drew's not here, but I'm totally happy. So... Yeah. So Sean and Reed, the first thing that I wanted to talk about because of the millennial connection is the passing of Aaron Carter, because to me, it's just so, so tragic. And I wanted to know how you both felt about someone so young in your generation passing away. Yeah, it's it's really sobering. Um, mm. You know, like none of us know our time and none of us know our our. Um, you know, could happen any day for anybody, but seeing somebody your own age and seeing somebody that you grew up with as like that teen idol, um, that, that helps transpose that a little bit more into your own life, at least for me. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's, it's kind of strange. It's strange seeing somebody so young struggle and, and then, and then die. Um, uh, it's interesting too, because my, we brought Aaron Carter up multiple times on our podcast wow. uh, and joked about how he beat Shaq. Um, <laughs> but he was an icon for my sister and we actually ran into him at a, at, of all places, a Walmart. We saw this huge tour bus out there Wow! and he was picking up something for himself on the tour. And yeah. Yeah. He recognized us and, or, or he recognized that we recognized him, I guess is a better way to say that. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. You, but, you and your sister were so big back in the day, Reed. Exactly. So big. <laughs> Aaron Carter asked for our autographs. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was, he was my sister's age, a couple of years younger than me. And it's just this weird interaction that, that now this person has passed. But I, I don't know. What do you think, Sean? What, what's your connection to Aaron Carter outside of our podcast? You know, uh, I, I would probably have to say my connection is more with uh, with his older brother there, you know, being uh, the Backstreet Boy. Um, but, you know, I always felt like Aaron was, uh, you know, just like any younger sibling, just kind of tagging along a little bit, wanted that a little bit of that spotlight and maybe a little bit too much. Um, yeah. But, you know, with his, with his passing, um, you know, like you read, it's, it's a reminder. It's very sobering. Um, it seems to be happening far too often with, uh, you know, millennials and, and zoomers uh, just kind of getting caught up in that fame web. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, that to me, it seems like, you know, 
he was very talented from from what I did see. I didn't follow him a lot, didn't even follow the Backstreet Boys. I actually didn't know which brother of which boy band he was in. If you ever want to laugh, try to test me on the boy bands because I'm awful, (laughs) except for new kids on the block. I was going to say new kids. Come on. Menudo. Menudo. Oh, Menudo. Yeah, I'm that old. But I I just um, I I felt very shocked and very sad to hear that he was that young. So I just want to say to his family, his friends and his fans, just keep his memory alive and like do good things in in his name that you think he would have done because i think that's the best way to honor someone that that goes that young yeah yeah no i think that's important to to have that legacy go on and and it's really sad that a lot of things are circulating now this close to his his passing Mm -hmm. um that yeah that i don't think are representative of a life um You know, yeah, and, so, and and I'll echo that, you know, we're not defined by any one of our choices. Um, and especially, you know, any of us that want to recognize the, you know, person or, you know, uh, who we used to be and mm-hmm. definitely try to uh, I, transcend might be a little bit too much, but, you know, definitely work beyond um, a cliche or, you know, any one moment in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing I've always said, celebrities don't owe us much beyond their body of work. You know, we don't need to know how much money they make, what their house looks like or how they died unless they want us to know, like they need that kind of dignity and let's just focus on the work, the body of work that they left behind because you know, if you let the rumors circulate and everything, you're just ruining the hard work that the person put in, no matter how troubled or not they may ha- or may not have been. That yeah. has nothing to do with the talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And we're all humans. We all put our pants pants on one leg at a time, you know, like, we yeah. Try. <laughs> or or maybe if we don't wear pants, I'm, I'm not judging here. <laughs> well, I mean, so... <laughs> Then let's segue into pants and participation trophies, because would you have gotten a participation trophy just for putting on pants one leg at a time? Guilty. This guy got his brown ribbon for participating in track and field. Nice. What what competition or what what events or just Uh, general track and field and they gave you a brown trophy? Yes. So at my elementary school, um, we were forced, I guess, to do track and field, um, okay. even though if some of us had no desire to run for any reason. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, even though I, I bitched and moaned, I still had to participate in, uh, what was it, some sort of dash or uh you know, however many meters. And then I got my brown ribbon because I didn't come in dead last. Just wow. near dead last. But why nice. was it brown? That's like, hi, here's your shitty re- award. Like, yeah, yeah. Really. Because <laughs> you would think brown would be last. But uh, yeah, it was uh, black was last for whatever reason. Brown was but second they gave last. A last. Oh, yeah. They gave a last for you, Sean? <laughs> but it wasn't. It was. Uh, what, what did they call it? They didn't call it last. It was something else. But we all know it was last. Come on. Worst. Like runner up, the the worst. runner up to the runner up to the runner up. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, we yeah. just want to acknowledge you were the worst at this event. <laughs> yeah, I know. Basically, it's just like you're going to walk in and they're going to give you something. We were just happy if we got like a donut and a cup of high C juice, like Ooh, showing up. You guys got donuts. Nice. Yes. We, had we got granola and sugar free lemonade. Yeah. Oh, your moms were the health conscious. See, our moms drank tab. <laughs> nice. No, for, yeah, for me, Chad. the participation trophy was like this hot pink color. And mm. you, on field day, you had to like choose what events you wanted to do. And um, I, I got my fair share of participation trophies because I was not the fastest. I was not the, the most athletic kid. But I never saw a black ribbon like, congrats, take this home to your parents and let them know that you really suck. <laughs> <laughs> they make an excellent poster when you put them all together. Okay. That's really funny. I mean, we literally, you know, either you won or you lost, you shook hands, someone said better luck next time, and that was the end of it. Yeah. No, Roseanne, we had like a fourth place ribbon, a fifth place <sighs> ribbon. I think it went all the way through sixth or seventh. And then you got a pink ribbon if you were just like a warm body on the field. I, <laughs> I yeah. wish Honestly, I wish we would have had pink me, ribbons for that. That would have been awesome. I'll tell you, for me, it would have felt worse to get a ribbon for coming in last. Like, I'd rather just come in last and have ignored it. <laughs> me too. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because you have to take those ribbons with you. Like all, all your athletic friends have like the blue and the reds and then yeah. you've got the browns and the blacks. It's, it's pretty terrible. Or pink. And it's just or like, pink. no, no, I would rather just clap for my friends that won and say great job and like have moved on from the, the right. crappy job I did. Like, because I would yeah. have excelled at something else and it also would have bothered me. Like, let's say if I won an award, I used to win an award for like singing and dancing all the time. And then someone who sucked at it got an award just for being there. I've been like, no, <laughs> now, now you're just you're just diminishing like my whole talent. And so that's that's just it's interesting, though, because I don't know which is better, like learning yeah. how to graciously win and lose or being rewarded for showing up but then it's like are you looking to be rewarded that much for showing up to like work or the classroom now like like did it snowball or, or was there some balance with learning um, right. where to get a trophy yeah. or not no this was far reaching I, I think track and field day was the only tangible like pink ribbon or brown ribbon experience mm -hmm. but I think there was like definitely this this push like like no child left behind was, was something mm. that George Bush put into effect while we were in school. Oh, like, that's right. That's yeah, right. Do you remember that? Yeah. That, that was post like, my, uh, my uh, elementary and high school days, but yes, I do remember when that became the norm. Wait, I'm really yeah. old. Which George Bush? Uh, this is w. w. Okay. Okay. I was already in my twenties. Okay. I'm yeah. like, cause George, H.W. Bush was vice president when I was in elementary school and president um, when I was through most of my high school. And then Bill Clinton came in. Oh, nice. Yeah. 
No, and those Bill. are the presidents of my life. Oh, <laughs> so nice. A couple, a couple, uh, 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 Bush, uh, Reagan, and uh, Clinton. All right. And Carter. No, yes. Oh, Carter. And, I was oh yeah, and Carter. All right. Carter. I was a Carter baby. So my goodness. And so much has changed. And that actually brings me to my next point. So I always kind of remember seeing Jimmy Carter on TV sitting in my living room in 1973. No, I'm sorry, 1979, because I was born in 76. In 1979, and I asked who that was. And they said, oh, this is the president of the United States, which I just thought was like the greatest thing in the world. So I would always turn the television on looking for him and I would always have my snacks ready, whether it was like trying to find the president or watching Saturday morning cartoons. Now my snack was the fruit roll up. The original fruit roll up in cherry flavor was like my absolute favorite thing in the world. Nice. But you guys, I know you had fruit by the foot, but you also had the go-gurt. Oh, sweet. (laughs) Gogurt nectar of the gods. Why? Why? I have um, so many questions. Because you- let's uh, let's break it down. I just want to make one point. Uh, yogurt is healthy. Yeah. So if you anything that was healthy growing up um, for me anyway was immediately just this is awful. But okay. if a commercial said, this is cool and everyone thinks you're cool if you if you do this, grab yourself some Gogurt. Um, it, it really worked. It was marketing. We are dumb as a generation. As a generation. If, if we see it on television, okay. Instagram, TikTok, basically it's that little snappy finger like look over here. It's like, oh, oh, what is oh, oh. But I know why. I know why, because you guys were born right after or in the middle of that decadent 80s decade where like the malls and credit cards and lifestyle of the rich and famous were like it. Roman Leach. Yes. (laughs) So the marketing made you guys eat something healthy, which I guess is great. Oh, for sure. I would say it's a stretch to call Gogurt healthy. Um, it's definitely a tube-based snack that you okay. can pop ollies with and skateboard to your heart's content. Um, and inline blade for sure. Oh, of course. Any sort of extreme sports spelled with X dash dream. Um, okay. Those are that the is, sports of the millennials. <laughs> that is go-gurt fuel yes. like, for those sports. Wow. Yeah. I never knew this. Yeah. yeah. So no, it's, it's like when runners drink water, you guys would just have the gogurt and and blade. Well, Roseanne, how do you think we're going to fuel? We got to get some gogurt in us. Like I, we got to slurp that gurt. <laughs> got to slurp that gurt. We didn't. We didn't. Oh my God, it's so funny. But we didn't get snacks. We like ate dirt or or like you know stole someone's garden hose and had some water when we were dehydrated. We were like out all day. They didn't feed us snacks. Well, I mean, how else am I going to have my best performance for my participation trophy trophy if I'm not like well nourished? This is gotta so have, true. Got to oh have your uh, nature's own granola bars, maybe a kudos oh, yeah. bar and oh, uh, some, some go-gurt. 
And uh, yeah, man, you guys. So would you guys like volunteer to bring these things? Because remember when there were like school parties, like um, it was like the school Halloween party or something. Oh yeah. And everyone had to bring (laughs) snacks. So we would always bring like Hostess cupcakes, or maybe like our mom, you know, would bake a cupcake or something, or someone would bring like the little bags of Cheetos and and Frito Lays and all that. But would you guys like be like, oh, my mom's bringing Gogurt, and everyone was like, yeah. I mean, in like all the commercials, that was definitely the case. But I think in actuality, my experience was similar to yours, like the the homemade family snacks or like the mm-hmm. little single package chips. Like Gogurt was a status symbol when I was a kid. Wow. Like, oh, you have the Gogurt, baby. Like, that's how you know you had it made. Really? Yeah, Gogurt, Lunchables. Basically, any little tangible thing where someone would make it at home, but if you had it like a small little bite-sized package, ooh, yeah, you're yeah. popular. See, this goes with the meme that I saw the other day about millennials is you guys all like charcuterie boards and pepper <laughs> because do. of yogurt and Lunchables. <laughs> I mean, yes, that that hurts how accurate this is. We want to be fancy, but we don't want to be fancy pantsy. Okay. I get it. I get it. You know, because I remember seeing these things, but I was like just too old to be interested in a lunchable. And that was something my mother would have never bought anyway. Can I ask you a question about the the um, fruit roll ups? Did yours yes. have like the uh, tongue tattoos, like the the ones that you like, like press against your tongue, and now suddenly you have like a skateboard guy on your tongue or anything? No, that was very advanced. That's <laughs> I almost forgot about those. No, yeah. I've never even heard of that. No, so ours were it was just like a cardboard box, and you know it had strawberry grape cherry whatever you know flavors yeah and then they had probably a variety pack and it was literally just a piece of cellophane in a square maybe it was a rectangle when you unrolled it and you would just peel the whole big piece and it was pretty big it was maybe like a six by four inch fruit roll up and you would just either peel it off in pieces and eat it or if you were like me you would wrap it around your finger and just you know eat it like rolled up off your finger which was very strange but that's how i would eat it no that oh. transcends time i hope you oh, yeah, yeah. realize yeah that's yeah. that's like a generational experience I mean, we saw you cool kids doing it and we're like hey let's put our fruit by the foot on our fingers but like that i didn't <laughs> like fruit by the foot as much as the original fruit roll-ups because i thought the fruit by the foot was too sugary oh uh, yeah mm. no yeah at that point you you just gotta like I don't know how have it with a shot of insulin or something. It, it something is a like lot that. of sugar. Yeah. Um, we had another uh, fruit roll up where you could like peel little pieces out of it. Like it was a cutout sort of thing. Like Those dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah dinosaurs, dinosaurs, little pizza. fruits, pizza. The, the reason I remember those is because I had younger cousins at that point. And I was like, wait, I can have fruit roll ups again. Yeah. No, that so was, was like, the transition for them. Those were great. Um, and it was fun. It was like, um, but, oh my gosh, it was like, uh, what were those toys that we used to cut out and shrinky dinks? Yeah. Do you yeah, guys remember dinks. those? Wow. Yeah. That, that was like way young. So yeah, that was like that. my toy. 
Nice. Yeah, my Fat daughter's is really into it. That's funny. She's oh, coming back all the time. Yeah, they're coming back. See, all these things are, and I think it's because I, I mean, everyone laughs when I say this, but I'm like stranger things like opened a portal to like the eighties past. Like mm-hmm. everyone wants into the eighties. Now, are you guys fans? Do you watch? Oh, stranger yeah. things for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Who? It's yeah. Why don't a writer all day? Oh my God. Offer. I mean, I've been a fan of her since Heather's. Ooh, nice. Yeah. And I was the Super Veronica. Tough. Yeah, mine was uh, Beetlejuice. That was like the mm-hmm. first time I saw her. I was like, who is this? Yeah. Yeah. So in Stranger Things, what's, um, do you guys remember anything like remotely in the 80s? Like, is any of that familiar to you or is that like before your time? So I, I was born in 1990. And so a lot of that stuff was like, that was what the cool older kids had was the, the leftover toys from the, from the eighties. Mm-hmm. It's like what the big brothers had. And so it was like very much this idealized decade for me. Okay. Um, and like yeah. all of our VHS is flight in the navigator or like oh. ET or any of like the classics. It was like, Oh man, that looks so cool. But yeah. 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 And I was, uh, I was born in 82. So I do remember quite a bit of the eighties. Um, oh yeah. yeah. You've got some of the good years. I got, I got some of the good years. Uh, I got some speaking spells, you know, I got, mm. I got uh, the old record players, uh, like the, what was oh, it? The like play the school play school record player. Oh yeah. Um, I had that. But yeah, the colors, I just remember a lot of, a lot of base colors, like blues, reds, yellows. Yeah. Geometric just, patterns. And yeah, exactly. Um, the clothes but, were bright and outrageous. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, Cabbage Patch dolls. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, for me, it was uh, Garbage Pail Kids all day. Nice. Oh, yes. Oh, those were just the best. We used to collect those. That was like a big thing when I was in elementary school was was the Garbage Pail Kids. So with Stranger Things, did you guys, besides Winona Ryder being, I think at the top of her acting game, like for real, mm-hmm. who, who's your favorite character or, or actor or like surprise in it? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't, I, I don't know. I think there's something very human about Will as a character. Like yes. being this, this like, like, he's kind of the plot device character in the very first season. And I kind of like that, but like, it's very much his coming of age story. I feel like the whole arc Mm. is like, like he's been tainted by the upside down. Yeah. Like how it's almost like his, his puberty story too is like, okay, so he's been tainted by the upside down, but he's just trying to become a kid, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I I like his character a lot. I I really like him. Nice. Yeah, um, I like uh, I like Hopper. I mean, you know, he's mm-hmm. he's just that that guy that just wanted to be left alone. And when he saw that he needed to step in and, and help, you know, he went all in. And I love that. Yeah. He did. He did. I mean, I love them all, but for me, it was Eddie Munson. Oh yeah, no, I love. You know, Eddie. I'm like total fan. Nice. Roseanne, you know Sean and I play D and D together, right? Oh, really? Oh, we we play Dungeons and Dragons hard. We pretend to be the best wizards. 
Oh my oh. goodness. Some <laughs> of the best. A Weaselot <laughs> Blatterman the third. Thank you. So are you guys Weezer fans then? Weezer all day. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, yeah I was From introduced to Weezer album. in um, when I was in middle school. Uh, there was this kid, uh, Casey, who was just the biggest Weezer fan, and he would just graffiti the uh, emblem <laughs> all over our school. Nice. Oh, that's uh, so great. Yeah, Have so, you guys ever seen them play? I haven't, no. Haven't had a chance either, to. Neither have yeah. I. It'd be kind of we cool. should meet up on the Weezer tour here, Roseanne. Ooh, there it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm in. <clears throat> totally in. Rivers Cuomo. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah. I love it. No, so you guys are so you play D. So you kind of already probably connected to a lot of the characters. And you know what I found probably the most ridiculous about the entire series, and this is my only issue with it, was when that the um, baseball team, the captain, like yeah. took the microphone and was going on with this whole speech. I'm like, but you're the chief of police. Shut him up. Right. <laughs> yeah. But he's making a lot of good points, okay? <laughs> We're all thinking it. Oh, I just yeah, want to say. You know, also 16 years old, and let's go listen to this. Well, let's not be quick to judge here. Let's but just I hear him out. Say, <laughs> I will say that that was a very 80s thing. Mm-hmm. To yeah. look at this boy especially not not so much a girl we weren't going to listen as much but who had that all-american clean-cut look and it's like you know even the adults would listen like he was smarter and he was just like some pompous spoiled you know d-bag yeah it, he looked like a hardy boy didn't he like mm-hmm. he looks yes. like a picture yeah <laughs> yeah no but it's just I, so funny yeah, yeah. It's, it's exploiting that um that fear of the other and whatever voice it comes from, maybe, you know, it's just like, Oh, well, let's all just listen. Right. Yeah, definitely. So how long have you guys been playing D and D? Honestly, after stranger things came out, um, yeah, we started during the pandemic. It was something that I was always interested in. Sean's Sean played a little bit as a kid, but uh, yeah. (laughs) Now as grown ass men, we did decided to like pretend to be wizards. So Why not? thanks for not judging I mean, us, Roseanne. Listen, I am one that I believe if it makes you happy, absolutely no one has the right <laughs> to say a word because <laughs> what like what it's not gonna change you liking it, but it might make you like think twice about it. And why should anyone do that? Yeah, no, we'd have yeah. to have like an underground club, like a hellfire club or something. <laughs> nice. Yes, yes. I just, you know, I find it interesting. I like to know about everyone, you know, what everybody like is in. If I could talk to everyone in the world and find out like their likes and dislikes, I think that would make me so happy. Yeah. Because I, like I said, I call this the spiritual journey of Generation X. And it's like, well, how are you going to learn anything if you don't listen I, I guess I'm going to go back to George Michael, like listen without prejudice. Yeah. Mm. I like that. He yeah. said it. He yeah. said it all. And I was a huge fan of his. And for some reason, 
that particular phrase, that album, I was like, that makes so much sense to me. And like that kind of opened me up to wanting to, you know, speak to other people. I mean, I like to be sarcastic and, you know, make fun of things. It's it's how we all deal with it. But I don't want anything, especially on my podcast, to be completely one sided. Yeah, no. And I, I really appreciate that about your podcast is it's very exploratory instead of definitive like you never present something like this is the way it is it's more so like this is what i think it is but i want to hear from you too so i appreciate that about you yeah and Uh, that's what i like about yours you really just really take a lot of myths and and legend out of the millennials because you know i think i said (laughs) it on on your podcast maybe some of us gen xers are just jealous Oh, we're so jealous of you. Why they get, but we don't know that because we never spoke. We like fought with our older or younger siblings. Yeah. Yeah. No. And we, we talked about this previously, Roseanne, about how like Gen X is way, way too cool. And it's like, man, I wish I was them. If I could like have, have my jeans rolled up that like that and with the holes in the knee and the cigarettes, that would be amazing. The cigarettes I miss. <laughs> a lot it's, it's that leather jacket you know it's so intimidating i mean oh, the and, the, and the long I have hair a leather one like that now oh yeah. nice I, you can't see i can't let go that's my thing and that's why i started this podcast there's so many things that like i loved from growing up that i don't want to let go of yeah interesting yeah I relate to that because like all my music tastes are very much like 2000 ish era. It's like, man, what? (laughs) I haven't gotten past this. This is my high school playlist. Because that's when you're coming of age. You know, that's when you're really like figuring out who you are and you're not listening to your parents' music or your older siblings' music or, you know, I didn't have older siblings, but my mom's younger sisters were only 16 to 20 years older than me. So they were like older sisters. So it's kind of when you get into high school, you start to, you know, you're, you're meeting new people, you're thinking for yourself. Well, I didn't get to dress for myself, but maybe you do, but you get to really like, you know, you're busting out a little bit. Yeah. You know, your mom's not like, oh, what, what what music are you listening to? She's like, Nirvana, what the hell is that, you know? Yeah. No, and kind of a question going off of that and circling back to Stranger Things a little bit. Um, do you think that that coming of age is what makes it so accessible to so many people? Or what about coming of age yes. seems so magical to you, Roseanne? Oh, that's a great question. So, well, for Stranger Things, I will say, first of all, the character I connected with the most was Erica, Lucas's little sister, because I was that age Yeah, at that time in the 80s. So I would have completely looked up to Steve and Robin and and Nancy and, you know, all of them. And my crush would have been Eddie Munson, like 100%. And I think that there's that magic in being able to kind of step out of your house independently. Okay. Whether it's to go to 
a school function, like a dance or someone's birthday party where there's not going to be as much parental supervision and you can be a little more free and experimental, I would say with your personality more than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you can just change the jacket from the leather jacket to the jean jacket and join whatever new click or whatever. Yeah. Go on to the next party. Yeah. No, I I like that. I think that's interesting. What What do you guys feel about that? Yeah. I mean, that's, there's this weird, uh, for me, connection with uh, Stranger Things with uh, how I grew up. I always felt kind of like an outsider, but at the same time, I felt like I could fit in with a popular crowd if I needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, so not that I was like this imposter, but maybe I was, I don't know. But I could definitely see that in Stranger Things and the way that I grew up, just the kind of smallish town where we definitely had all those separate little cliques but I could never really find mine, you know, but I could kind of weave in and out with being seen and unseen at the same time. Um, Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that was my experience with it. And just seeing that again with, uh, you know, a show like stranger things, you know, definitely relates. Um, And I think that's the, that's the core is, um, you know, finding enough, characters to kind of create a cross-section and where we can all kind of relate at least to one person and you know it doesn't matter the era but it's convenient that it's the 80s it's not so long ago um that it doesn't feel relatable so that's why i like that 80s um yeah 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 that you read I think there's something that just transcends that, like that, that pubescent awkwardness, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like Sean was saying, like, you don't really fit in with any one group until you find your group. Um, And I think that that's kind of a universal, I, I don't know, maybe I'm speaking and projecting my own experience for sure. But I feel like that's, that's something that I definitely experienced is not, not knowing who my people were until it mm-hmm. like completely solidified. And it, usually that just kind of happened by chance, like whatever lunch table you end up with, suddenly your best friends for the rest of school or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And I think that that's what makes the whole show so relatable. It takes place in a time that is a bit mysterious, right? The eighties, what went on the cold war, what's all of this. Nobody really knew what happened because we talk about it, but there's only maybe some home movies and and still pictures from a 35 millimeter. So there's no record like there was. And now everyone's used to a record of something. Right. Like TikTok, like going, bringing this full circle, like Aaron Carter posting to TikTok. Mm -hmm. Um, like somebody's final moments in the eighties might be something that's kind of strung together from stories from eyewitness or now it's like, no, this person recorded final moments. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. You gave me chills, but we never thought of this. I mean, we thought, yeah, back to the future, flying cars, hoverboards, maybe some of these things, but never like this. And you're right. It's like, you know, let's go to Stranger Things when they thought Hop died. 
but yeah. she didn't see a body, mm-hmm. but you can't be sure. Right. So there's speculation, but they have to assume. Right. Right. You know, and you know, now you're right. We know exactly what Aaron Carter's last thoughts and, and moments were. And I don't know which is better. Yeah. But they're feels, both very poignant. Yeah. And to me, it almost feels like voyeuristic and exploitive. Mm-hmm. Somebody's last moments are out there on the internet. Um, yeah, you can't control it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that kind of depends on like the narrative that's being told, because if it's something like somebody's final moments are glorified or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like that has a different connotation to it than, than somebody not being their best and having that be the last video that they post to their feed. Um, Yeah. 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 I do kind of miss the anonymity of the eighties and the nineties a bit. Um, But again, without that, we wouldn't be here discussing it. Right. Right. (laughs) It's so crazy. So I want to throw one thing out there. I, love a good conspiracy theory and i also love to start a good one here we go i'm cracking with stranger things i have a conspiracy theory that it's not all fantasy and fiction and i believe that parts of the story come from reality oh like like the soviets actually had some sort of i believe that the duffer brothers might be will and jonathan Oh, oh shit. you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> this is my conspiracy theory. I have a few on a few shows, but this is my new one. When I was sitting up at three o'clock in the morning after being over entertained and highly disturbed from watching like all of season three. Yeah. In one day. Yeah. Which was so great, but so like just like blew my mind. That's drinking like, from no, the fire really- hose, Roseanne. Yeah. <laughs> But I feel like um, there's a possibility that, you know, they're telling their truth through this fantasy sh- show. Oh, I love that so much. Like the D&D nerd in me right now is like, maybe magic is real. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. right? And Eddie like, Munson's coming back. Yeah. I, I, wow. I, I'm not sure I want the upside down to be real magic, though. Can I put that out there? Like, yeah. I would much prefer something like my little pony like friendship is magic sort of. rainbow bright and the care bears yeah oh yeah care bears. Get, get my participation trophy from a care bear i hear you i hear you i would have been yeah. the one in the upside down with the sword yeah going after everyone but um you know that's that's my conspiracy theory about it and i mean to me it's just funny you know the way they tie things in it's like she, um, Winona Ryder is now working with Maya Hawk, who's Ethan. She's been in movies with Ethan mm-hmm. Hawk, and I, I believe with Uma Thurman as well. I might be wrong, but she's working with their daughter. And then there was the scene where she went to see the teacher about the magnets, and he was playing Weird Al Yankovic, My Bologna. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that scene? So I scream yeah. out, oh my God, because when Winona Ryder was in Reality Bites, she does the dance in the store in the convenience store to my Sharona. And I'm like screaming <laughs> out all of this knowledge that I know about, about all of the actors. And I've seen too many Winona Ryder movies. And then I believe that the Duffer brothers are really Will and Jonathan. And this is my life. And I podcast about it. I Perfect. love it so much. Perfect. I'm so glad to be a part of this now. Like this is like, this is peak most millennial 
exactly. Roseanne, we really speculate on our podcast. And so wildly speculating, wildly speculating. That's like our tagline. And so I, I will fully endorse this conspiracy theory as a wild speculation, but I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if you guys ever want to come back and, you know, dive deep into this, I will be happy to lend my ideas to your podcast if you <laughs> would want to come back and do this again, because I am a fan of the conspiracy theories because we grew up with conspiracy theories and urban legends. Yes, mm-hmm. I miss the mm-hmm. urban legends. And you know, they were really good. And I think when they started compiling all of them onto websites, and then it started becoming debunked that like, no, there's not like this, this crazy ax murderer that hides under beds or whatever urban legend it is mm-hmm. like that. That kind of takes the magic out of it. That kind of takes the upside down. Right. Out of- <laughs> right. right. You know? And that's what I love about stranger things. And maybe it's because it's so nostalgic for me that it's set in the eighties that part of me really wants it to be true, but I'm sticking with it. It's recorded. It's down. It's in history. Yeah. This is a conspiracy theory. I hope it ends up on Reddit at some point. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, So with urban legends, though, like they, they, the ones that stuck with me were all the spooky ones. Mm -hmm. Did you have an urban legend that you can remember from like a sleepover or like one that took away your your sleep made it hard to my breath that I just yes okay so I had a friend I still we're still friends to to this day it's we've been friends since 1980 and she used to have these epic slumber parties okay so once a year it was her birthday and we would rent either all of the Friday the 13th all of the Nightmare on Elm Streets. This is part of the reason I don't watch horror movies to this day. <laughs> because it was like a marathon of it. Yeah. And um, we used to then play hide and seek all night and like dare each other to say like Bloody Mary three times yeah. in the mirror, which no one ever would. We still don't know what would happen because no one could get to the third one. <laughs> but I'm going to give you an urban legend from this party That is true because myself and the friend, the birthday girl, saw it together. All right. So we're sitting on the floor and our backs are against the sofa. And her mother was curled up like with her legs kind of curled up on the couch, uh, like right, you know, above the two of us. And her hand was on the armrest. And we were watching Nightmare on Elm Street, something, something. Don't remember which one. And for some reason, my friend and I looked over at her mother's hand and the both of us saw this and we still to this day swear that it is real and it happened. Her hand started to turn shriveled and brown and shrunk Uh, uh. into like a zombie looking freaky something hand. And then it grew back into her regular hand with us sitting there on the floor. What? We both saw it and we're, we, we just laugh. Now we're like the hand. <laughs> two, is... two of us saw it. So there's no way that we're both insane. No, no. Like Roseanne, I think you have to understand like your generation is the cool older siblings that were telling these stories to us. Right, right. Like, <laughs> like and there is one. Yeah. And so 
like this takes me back to like nine year old Reed would not be able to sleep, would be mm-hmm. worried about pissing the bed the after <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because the hand. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw it in real life next to my friend. And we, we just kind of, you know, we didn't even really we didn't scream. Neither of us screamed. We looked at each other with wide eyes and we were probably about 10 or 11 years old. And we just went, holy shit. And then we just went back to watching the movie. <laughs> as one does that is the most gen x thing you can do is have the shit scared out of you and then just go back to what you're doing and just not think of it but keep talking about it it's just yeah that's awesome can we still watch the movie yeah okay movie's still on where's the popcorn but you know watching that many horror movies as a kid though drained me of the ability yeah yeah. No, Sean and I actually, we talked about this on our podcast about horror movies, how that's kind of uh, like my jam. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I feel like it's like a safe, controlled dose of, of okay. trauma or horror. Because, you know, like the movie's going to be over in an hour and a half. And so, I yeah, yeah. You can sit there and enjoy it and then it's done. Sean it does yeah, not. Yeah, and, unless you try to, you know, get up and then fall down because of the movie <laughs> is so traumatic. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm just, you know, just, just happened I'm like, recently. No big deal. What happened? <laughs> Sean passed out during one of our horror movies. Really? Was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which movie? It was, uh, it was uh, the new Hellraiser movie, the remake. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I've got a, I've got a phobia with like open Needle. skin. Um, and needles, I guess, too. I, I watched something recently where someone was getting needles shoved under their fingernails. And, oh, that sounds bad, though. That was a that was a terrible one. Mm. But yeah, I don't so have anything like that. I've got like a ton of tattoos, but I did get I did get a tattoo needle in between the knuckle on my pinky finger. And that really hurt. Ooh, yeah. Thanks. Oh, that made me cringe a little. I didn't pass out, though. I just screamed really loud. But um. That- that's- I just had uh, something pop in my head as I say cringe because I feel like mm-hmm. I used it in like the actual, like the the context that we grew up with. The real word. Yeah. How do you feel about the word cringe? Stupid. It's so <laughs> stupid. I don't. I don't like any of these words. I just like say what you mean. That's what's, it. What's the like, worst? Uh, slang that you are aware of that you just see it and you're like, oh, I can't even with these kids. Um, you know what it is now? It's it's you're gonna laugh. It's me too. That's the oh, slang. I hate. <laughs> I'm sick of it. I know that I'm gonna get so much slack for this, but I will tell you why. Okay. M- myself included, being a victim of some domestic things in the past okay has gotten so tired of everyone who's talking about me too being catcalled you know calling out men at work Mm. um the false me too things like i'm sorry i was totally on johnny depp's side the entire time and i never believed amber heard i'm very happy that rihanna who's also a domestic violence survivor is putting johnny depp into the savage fenty x fashion show so what I'm sick of right now with slang is me too, me too. It's not a club. It's not a bandwagon. It's a very serious issue. 
So what I'm hearing from you is it feels almost diminishing if it's oh, like, yeah. like kind of the, I, I, I don't want to say like, this is the participation trophy, but it feels like this severity of things doesn't fit what you would imagine. The severity no, of the I actually, movement. when Chris Cuomo was fired from CNN, because this woman had said 15 or 20 years earlier, he had made a comment to her, but then there was an apology email immediately afterwards. But 20 years later, CNN said, oh, well this, and then we have reason to believe a credible something um, and we're firing him from CNN. And I was like, and, and everyone's going on on Instagram, on CNN about how horrible Chris Cuomo is and, and, and what this woman must have gone through. And I took a screenshot of it. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I said that I was so tired of hearing about somebody who got patted on the butt for one second and was apologized to when some of us have had our faces beaten in and, you know, mm. the guy didn't even end up in jail. Yeah. So someone called me an icon for making that statement. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm so sorry that happened to you first off, oh, but I see. You know, thank yeah. you. Yeah. But yeah. that's, that's my phrase now that I hear it. And I'm like, when the movement started, it was really supposed to be, and it wasn't just for women. It was supposed to be able to help men as well with these situations. And it bothers me because I've also seen men that I know who haven't done things be accused. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I don't know how you guys feel about that. Well, the word that's in my head feels so incredibly trite. I'm embarrassed to admit it after coming off of that conversation, but I was thinking of the word yeet. Like, <laughs> what is that? Oh, what is yeet? Yeet. I don't even Perfect. know, Roseanne. Like, sounds like dirty feet. Like, what is that? I think yeet is the act of, 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 throwing or chucking or or removing bodily from a situation something um hmm. and so yeah to throw my, my slang feels very inconsequential here now <laughs> well no because if you're leading <laughs> accusations at someone that are false <laughs> i'll tie it in yeah, yeah yeah so i don't know i i feel like all slang like somebody just kind of rolls their eyes at I feel like oh, yeah. all words like like for me, I brought that up because of cringe and like how cringe worthy. Like, OK, why don't you yeah. just say like it's dumb that you said that? Or, <laughs> I don't know. Again, it's been used so much. It's like it's, it's like, you know, if a Kardashian uses the word, then it's already overused because everyone's going to use the word. It makes me want to yeet my television. <laughs> it's like when Paris Hilton said that's hot and that's all anyone could say. <laughs> Or the Budweiser. Um, <laughs> the friends, what's yeah. up? <laughs> That's yeah. so funny. What about you, Sean? What's your word? Oh man, I you know I'm I'm pretty insulated from from a lot of this stuff. Uh, I I I've said it before. I don't really do a lot of the social media stuff, and my media consumption's pretty pretty streamlined. I, I don't know. I just get mostly annoyed by i i kind of like your stance Roseanne, on just the you know the yeah like people trying to be a part of something that they're not i guess 
um, the, the posers, I guess. Like, yeah, yes, bandwagon posers. posers. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to bring the poser back. I'm bringing it back. We used to call them herbs. Herbs. Nice. <laughs> yeah, herb. That's the what herb. we used to say. So I want to close this out. I want to ask you guys a song from either your teen years or your childhood. So your generation, the one song that means the most to you. Oh, man. <laughs> nice. Boiling down an entire childhood to the best song. Um, right? How, how, uh, how do you yeah. answer? Or group? Yeah. Well... It's funny, Roseanne. Sean and I have like this this ongoing debate within the Most Millennial Podcast: NSYNC versus Backstreet Boys. There you go. Because, okay. Yeah, yeah, and um, I I gotta go with NSYNC. I gotta All say, right. like NSYNC was was the group that my group of friends really interacted with. If I had to say a song, though, mm-hmm. um, oh man. It would have to probably be a Britney Spears song that is like emblematic of mm. childhood. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, st- I'll stick with artists and, and give like a sweeping nod to I the like generation. It. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. it. And those are definitely, definitely two artists of the, I'll call them the Y2K artists that really exploded. So yeah, that definitely like ties in the generation. What about you, Sean? Uh, for me, it'd be... This is uh, a band that I was first introduced to in high school. And to call it a rock band is is a little much, but the Spin Doctors, the Two Princes oh. song, man, that was like everywhere yeah. in the mid 90s. Yes, and that that song like introduced me to kind of the new wave radio, which then introduced mm-hmm. me into that whole uh, genre of music and kind of really exploring anything new, um, especially when, uh, you know, grunge and uh, alt rock and all that stuff was uh, really coming to the scene. But yeah, Two Princes, Spin Doctors, changed change my life. I, I love it. I love that song. I love the group. Actually, you want to hear something weird? My husband used to play pool with them in New York City. No there you way. go. There you yes. go. That's awesome. Yeah. He uh, he knows a lot of people. It's so crazy. And he's like, yeah, I know this one. I'm like, you never talk about anything. I talk about everything. So <laughs> that's really cool. I love them. I mean, see, for me, I'd have to say, you know, the first rock band I loved was Aerosmith. The first yeah. rock band I had to hide from my mother was Guns N' Roses. I still have my original CD, uh, no, not CD, I'm sorry, my original cassette that has, you could still read the words. That's how careful I took it. It's like locked in a box because I wasn't allowed to listen to it. So I still have it. I don't even know what song it's on. It's like in the middle. Um, Then I would have to say in high school, it was Nirvana changed Mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. And from there, you know, for me, music time has just stopped. Yeah. No, I think okay. that that's that coming of age thing too. Like you kind of get this time capsule of where you are when you, you know, when you're learning to drive and have all these mm-hmm. formative years, you know, the, the music you get to choose and put on your radio, I think kind of makes that time camp capsule, but 
Oh, yeah. yes. And I mean, I'll listen to anything. I'll go to any concert. I'll I can dance to any kind of music. We just all have, I think, what like our soul wants to listen to, you know, like what's what's really going to get you moving and going. And it's it's your base. It's just your baseline music. And then there's all those other musics that just sort of fit in. Right. No, I like that. I like that. Very cool. Well, I'm going to go listen to some NSYNC and Spin Doctors right now, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Love it. I cannot thank you both enough for being here. It's just been, honestly, one of my favorite conversations in a long time. Oh, thank you. Thank you. This has been great. Yeah, thank you for having us and being a part of this. This is great. You guys are welcome anytime. I actually have now gone to five days a week. I oh, nice. will discuss anything from the 70s, 80s, or 90s that pertains to today. And I will always, always be down for some good conspiracy theory. And I would love to have both of you back to talk about my conspiracy theory with Stranger Things. Yeah, I'm going to go a lot deeper. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get the red yarn out, Roseanne, so that I can really make like a web on the wall. And yes, Get Reed. this figured out. I want a chart. Exactly. I've had this portal. I think it's to the upside down. I'll go in there. I'll see what it's about. I'll let you guys know. <laughs> All right, me too. I'm going in. <laughs> oh, you guys, thank you so much for being here. And, you know, final final thoughts to the audience. No, just, yeah, thank you so much for having us. And uh, you can find our podcast if you, if you want to on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Um, yeah, you guys have a great outro. What's, what's your outro? Because I know it's just like a spoken outro. Yeah, we just kind of go through our socials and and always end up with Gert those grams, which kind of feels, you know, very very appropriate very, again today. Yeah. Yeah. So they're at most millennial podcast. And do you have other other social media other than that? Uh no, we're just on Instagram right now. We have a Twitter that we don't use, so don't check okay. that out. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I know who, you guys who knows for Twitter anymore too. Yeah. Oh uh, stickers. Seen, you guys have stickers, right? Yeah, yeah, we're sending stickers out. Roseanne, we should send you a sticker. Yeah, I'm going to have to get myself some stickers one of these days. I'm an 80s kid. I love stickers. Yeah. 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 This, is a, this is a nice floppy disk. Nice little floppy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, you guys. You guys, it's Sean and Reed from Most Millennial Podcast. Please check them out. Don't follow them on Twitter because they don't like Twitter either. But follow them <laughs> on Instagram. And this has been another episode of Messy Closet. Don't forget to keep art and keep love alive. <laughs>